do uh, Friday Q&A right now. This is our time to really sort of delve into some of the questions. If you're with me live, feel free to put some uh, questions into the chat as well. We can do it that way. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a great week. Yesterday was the day of uh, Tisha B'Av, Tisha B'Av, saddest day in the Jewish calendar, a day in which we really spent the day introspecting, trying to figure out ways in which we could be bigger people, better people. So it's been a pretty intense week for uh, my family personally and the loss of my grandmother for our nation um, through, uh, through this series right now. And we're turning the corner and this is really the era of the calendar, really where it's designated towards growth. Jewish calendar is filled with different eras and each era has a certain spirituality that anyone could tap into. And the spirituality that is taking place right now is the spirituality of change. We turn the corner from a holiday like Tisha B'Av, where we mourn in the morning, at night in the morning, and then it's something changes. And now we move into a place where we have this mission to be bigger, this mission to be better. And this is sort of the era that we're in right now. So this is the beginning of it. Anytime you're in the beginning of anything, there's opportunity. So this is really the beginning of a period of time that is sort of designated for growth, which is why it's an honor to be here together with you now. Uh, so let's get into some questions. Before I do that, I want to say thank you to all those that sent in those beautiful comments and nice thoughts by my grandmother. Um, it means a lot to hear it. And I thank you for it. It really, uh, it doesn't get lost on me just... Um, the relationship that we have and the ability for us to be together. So I want to begin with a few questions. Um, and if you want to put it, for those of you who are here live on Zoom, you can, um, I, I have Facebook as well, but I think it's going to be easier to balance with the Zoom and the email. So for those of you here live with me on Zoom, you can feel free to put the questions in the chat. Um, otherwise, I'm going to go to some of the emails. If you're listening to this in any other time except for live, feel free to always email me, charlie at charlieharari.com. Um, and we try to do a question a day. And on Friday, we try to catch up on some of the questions that we've missed during the week. So let's begin. These are, I, I just click on them randomly. So if I missed your question, just feel free to please send it back and say, hey, I asked you a question, you didn't get to it. So then I'll make sure that I'll get to it the next time. And we'll have time uh, during, during the week to get to it. Now we got, we got plenty of time that we give uh, towards Q and A's and please send them in because not only is Q and A is a question for you, it's really a question for me. It's, it's allowing me to realize things that I missed. I didn't explain things better. It pushes everyone and makes us all better people. So let's begin. I got a question right now on the chat from Yoni. Um, I also got a question again from more than one people. This has sort of been a, a recurring questions about rituals. We've spoken about this idea that rituals are the way in which we change our brains. So let's sort of like delve back in. Your mind's neuroplastic. Your mind is based on the thoughts that you have. When your thoughts are consistent, they create new neuro, let's say code, if we use that term. It's not like a typical code where you can go in and change it. You have to actually work it out. And if you do something that's small enough and designated enough and consistent enough, it'll work, right? There's a concept um, called chunking. Maybe we'll save this for a real boost. Um, but I'll talk about it very quickly here and then, you know, keep an eye out for this when we speak about it on the Daily Boost. There's a concept called chunking. Um, when, you, when you look at the 
the work of great teachers. There's a camp for musicians that I'm going to look up as to where it was. It's like the greatest camp, apparently, for musicians. When you look at the work of great teachers, when you look at the work of great coaches, great bosses, what you find is that wherever you see training, the trainer, whether that's a parent or a coach or a rabbi or a minister or a teacher, whatever the thing is that you are in a coaching position, or a teaching position, you find that great teachers chunk. They don't do like math, right? They know how to teach like individual little skills in math so that when they're teaching math or football or a page of Talmud or how to play an instrument or how to write a contract, they understand how to teach it in a way that you could really bite-size it. And the reason is because the way your brain works is your brain will try to create connections on small actions, and then it'll group the actions into one larger sequence. So let's go back to our example of cereal that we love using, or I love using, right? So the kid comes down, and there's a lot of things that you have to learn to eat cereal in the morning that little kids don't have. Like the yellow box is Cheerios. The, it's the milk, not the orange juice, not the water. It's the milk that goes in the cereal, right? Here's how you work the spoon to your mouth. There's a lot of things that if you really break it down and look at the life of like a six month old, they know none of it. And now when you're, you know, 16 it does it's it's totally automatic no one has to like use any willpower or brain power to have breakfast in the morning well that's because your brain is phenomenal and it took very small chunks from the word cheerios it chunked to the box to every bit of it and then what it did through a through a a, a something called myelin which is sort of like a a coating that your brain has that coats itself around a sequence of activities to make the sequence go quicker, right? The reason why your iPhone charges better than if you were to take the same wires and wire them together is because there's a, a white coating around it. Well, your brain has the same thing. It's insanity. It's unbelievable. Your brain understands a sequence. And when you do the same sequence again and again and again, your brain will actually create a little coating around these sequences so that even the sequence gets quicker. But you break it down, you have to break it down in really small chunks and own the chunk. A great coach knows that the reason why the guy missed the block is because of this chunk, the way his feet were. A mediocre coach goes, you missed the block. A great coach goes, your feet were off, your hands are off, your feet are off. Because he understands that to get a good block in, you need to have your feet right, your hands right, your body positioned. There's a lot of chunks. And a mediocre coach can't see the difference. It's just you got it wrong. A mediocre teacher can't see the difference. You got it wrong. A mediocre parent can't see the difference. But great teachers see the chunks. And they can break up chunks and know that this little sequence is off. And they zero in on that sequence and they fix that sequence. When you think of your rituals, they're chunks. There's a chunk. It's small. It's tight. You got to know that. You got to know that if you have a, a, of a desire to write a book, there's a, there's a lot of chunks. 
There's just sitting down and writing is a chunk. There's writing certain things is a chunk. There's uh, being able to know how to keep on going after your brain goes, let's, let's you know, for, you know, procrastinate. There's a lot of pieces to every game you have and you have to build rituals around small chunks because you have to don't take on too much stuff because you're going to miss the whole purpose. Once you own different chunks, then you can sequence it. So what happens is as soon as someone realizes that they can change, they want to do everything. And this is a lot of the emails that we're getting. Can I do this and this and this and this? You can do everything you want, but remember there's a, even though there's some research around this, but there, let's assume there's a finite will power gas tank and your brain's got to create really clear consistency here. So you got to make it work. So if you wake up in the morning, have seven rituals. Okay. It could work, but if you fail on number five and that ends up ruining number one, now the whole thing is gone. You got to be able to know how to balance a, a new ritual with your current life. And the whole goal of a ritual is that it doesn't disrupt your life. Because if you would have to disrupt your life, the willpower that you need to get around that is so incredible. And especially after phase two, like we spoke about last, last uh, Q&A or one of the few Q&As about how you have phase two, which is the emotions are gone. And now it's just what, we, what I call stick week. Right. Now, just because Yoni jumped into qualifier, what rituals are doing is they're reprogramming your brain. And in the reprogramming of the brain, you're assuming that in this new skill that you're going to have, it's going to bring you what you want. So what's so critical is that when you're engaged in the ritual, you have broken it down into the chunks that you need so that you know how to get it done. And you know the amount of effort you need to get this ritual done and you're clear with what the chunk is. And if you have two chunks, you have to be able to separate them. So there's sitting down to read every day and then sitting down and finishing 10 pages every day. Those are two separate chunks. Chunk one is taking time to read. That's a ritual. You are stopping your day to read anything, a page. Chunk two is you are connecting the amount of pages. You have to separate them because if you can't get to 10 pages and you stop reading, you lost everything. And if you go from not reading to 10 pages of reading and along the way you get to page six and you feel like you're failing, you're going to lose everything. Well, well, what you, when you realize that there's ritual one, which is I'm just reading and I'm getting that going for a week, for two weeks, I'm reading. Now you have a little bit of that neuroplasticity that's building in your brain and you're changing your day and you're sitting down to read and you haven't missed a day to read yet. Right now you can say, okay, I got to push myself to six pages. Now I, that's how you build a ritual strong. And we are so impatient because once we realize that rituals can change who we are, we want to go do rituals all the time, but our brains don't work quickly. Our brains don't work that way. Our brains work slowly. Our brains require repetition. So what's so critical whenever you're building your rituals is that you go out and do something and then you look back and find the chunks in what you're doing. So in case you fail or in case you can't get something done, you don't, the whole thing doesn't get lost. So this is really the connection between rituals and journaling. Rituals are the actions. Journaling is the commentary. 
journaling is when you write your feelings and another consistent theme of questions that we're getting is how does journaling work? How do I get started? What if I can't think about it? What do, what do, I, do, what do I write? And the answer is write whatever it is that's on your mind. There is no right answer for journaling. It's just the practice of getting your thoughts from your head onto a piece of paper. Don't worry about what you're writing. If you need to write about some sports team in the beginning, I don't care. Just as long as your mind starts to build a habit of getting out this you know, Tishabov just came by and had all these emotions. And I couldn't even like, and I, and I grabbed a, a, a small book. I don't know if I have it. I don't know where I put it. Maybe it's here. I have small, I have different size uh, uh, journaling pads. I've got like the big one I showed you. I also get pocket size ones. They're great. I bought them on Amazon. So I put them in my pocket. So when I go somewhere, they're in, it's in my suit pocket. So I get to like, just always quickly journal. And I'm sitting listening to a class and the, the rabbi was saying something very moving. And I, I was like, in my head, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And as he's talking, I'm journaling because I, I got to like clarify the thought. I also want to remember the thought. I want to keep it. I know it's, you know, tomorrow's going to come already yesterday with God's help. So you have to recognize that if you have a moment where you're journaling, it's going to enable you to have greater visibility as to your rituals. And it's going to allow you to see your rituals as, okay, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Is this too much? Is this too little? I hope it's not too much. I'm going to try it. And then you go back to your journal and realize hey, I was wrong. It is too much. But what's so critical is that as you build your rituals, you really break them down to these, these, these key pieces. I think we spoke about here the concept called first principles. I saw this concept most first from a man named Elon Musk, who spoke about this idea that when you build a business, some people build a business off analogy. This is the Uber of. He builds a business off first principles. You break them down to the principles of a business. There are no batter batteries are too expensive to put into a into a a, um, a gasless car. Really, how much is a battery? battery cost x and he goes wait what does a battery have it has nickel and has lithium okay well how much is nickel no one asked what do you mean how much is nickel like let's what if i just bought nickel so you break it down to the most basic principle when you have a basic principle you build on that's how ritual works you break it down to its basic principles and that concept of doing that allows you to build a tight ritual and once you build a ritual based on the chunking and you think about it, you go, okay, this is what's working. Now, let's assume you're already in the gear of, of reading and you go, I'm ready for 10 pages. Then God bless you, 10 pages. And if you work at it, you'll do it. And if you really dig into yourself and you hold it together, yeah, you'll get through what you want quicker than somebody else. But you got to always remember 10 pages of reading or five pages of writing or going to the gym for an hour. That's not a chunk. That's a huge chunk. That's not a you could chunk that down and you want to be calibrating yourself so that you're always moving forward and you don't do what so many people do, which is I'm interested. I'm inspired. I'm ready. Off I go one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And then I can't finish. I can't go to the gym one day or I can't finish this up or I can't journal for five pages or whatever it is, or better. I'm so busy. I come to my ritual and I have zero or 10 pages of reading. So then I can't do my ritual because I'm not going to do the 10 pages. I don't have time today. Then I feel bad about it. Then I realize I have so much more time in my day if I could just waste my time. And then the next time I come to my ritual, I'm like, nah, 
and then nah, and then a week later it's gone. You see that? It's because we didn't chunk it. But if you understand the pieces of each ritual and you build off each piece at the pace that you need, and the way to do it is you go a little far, feel a little pain, and then pull back. You don't got to start slow. You don't have to always like, you know, toy in. You can jump in a little bit, but just as long as you know that when you're ready to calibrate your rituals, you find the place that's going to work and you never miss it. The only way rituals work is if you never miss it. That's the key to everything. You have to find things you're never going to miss. You always get the day off. Everyone has Shabbat, but like you can never miss. We're talking about uh, the show. Hopefully we're going to be able to bring more God's help features to the show and do more for the show and Hopefully that's going to come soon. So we were talking about sort of taking a break and I'm, I'm worried to be honest about stopping. I'm worried for myself. This is God's help. I hope I can continue doing this stuff to him. This is what we do. Once you stop, it's massive. Stopping for a day or two days or a week doing anything is, is much more than a week. So when you think about rituals, can you do one, two, five, six, do as many as you, you'd like, but remember, you want to build just the right amount that's forever. You're committing to this. That's what, this is, this is sort of like the difference that I think is so critical. When you start a ritual, you have to say to yourself, I am doing this forever. Like this is part of my life now. I'm not doing this for five minutes. This is who I want to be. So I got to put this in my life for good. Now, when you think of it like that, then we spoke about this, if you remember on Wednesday, about clarifying. Remember the, Ken's principle that what's the thing you want to, what were you going to be most upset about when you wake up the next day or a real rover principle about what's getting you closer to, to what you want to be, right? When you think in, the, in these terms and you look at your rituals and you go, wait, this is going to be in my life forever? That's, that's, that's very different then this will be nice. Very different. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about commitment. This is what I do from now on. Okay, there are days I'm not feeling, okay, fine, like life gets in the way. But like, when I marry that woman, this is my wife forever. Like when we have that kid, this is my kid forever. This is what I got. When I do something, I'm doing it. Now, I, rituals are not wives and spouses and children, right? Because a ritual, you can walk down the road. And when you walk down the road, you can see something and go, wait, the truth is I should be doing that. That's fine. But if you think that way while you're doing a ritual, you're missing it. When you, exactly, Steve. My word is my bond. When, where you are, you, this is forever. Now, like I'm saying, if you do a ritual for a year and go, wait, the truth is I really should be doing something else. But you don't know that when you make your, your ritual. You don't know that when you do that. Oh, no. When you stand and make your ritual, this is, for, this is for good. That's the level of fear that you need to have when you jump over the bridge called rituals. So you better be sure that when you do your ritual, you're not taking on the worlds so that it fails. This is what I'm doing. And when you do it, you do as much of it as you can to make it forever. And then you can build on it and build on it and build on it and build on it. 
right? That's why if you remember a while ago, we spoke about this idea of attaching your rituals to, to parts of your day that are already structured, because then you can just build off your day. And if you look at the lives of great people, and I'll remember, or Andy will remind me, I'll show you that chart that I have. In the, I think it's in the book. If not, I'll show it to you. Lives of like 80 great people. And they all have like really like to the moment structure days because their whole days are rituals. That's they become incredible. That's by the way, that's the secret. I mean, it's not really a secret, but that's the secret. Rituals are really the pathway to, to, to true expertise. I will talk about it. Um, we've got a lot more to talk about with God's help. So thanks so much for those questions. And for those that are um, tuning in, uh, for those who are on, on Zoom here or Facebook, we'll start to start answering your questions live. So uh, that's going to be maybe what we'll do during the week as opposed to the email. So remember, email me, charlie at charliehari.com, or you can come on live on Facebook or on Zoom. Um, and if you're watching this on demand, we got on multiple platforms. And with God's help, remember next week we are back. Uh, Daily Boost every morning, 9 a.m. with God's help live. Um, or just Daily Booth at 9. And, um, and followed by the Daily Q&A. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in today. Have an incredible weekend. Shabbat Shalom. Enjoy uh, the weekend this weekend. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again on Sunday.